Welcome to the e-commerce growth show brought to you by Segmentify, the fast, lean learning machine, the fastest learning, most revenue generating personalization platform for e-commerce. Hello, this is the second episode of the first series of the e-commerce growth show. In this series, we're focusing in on what you as a retailer need to know about to take your sales growth to the next level in 2020. There are six episodes in this series, each focusing on a different area that's essential for e-commerce growth. Already live is our interview with Big Commerce's Head of Europe, where we take a look at how the big changes in the tech space over the last few years can give you a huge competitive advantage. In this episode, we're continuing our look at the tech stack and how it's changing, this time getting into on-site personalisation. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify or your podcast app of choice so you don't miss the rest of the series, which is going to include getting traffic to your site, payments, reviews and the post-purchase experience. I'm Chloe Thomas. I'm the host of the e-commerce master plan podcast, uh, the best-selling author of multiple books on e-commerce and the co-host of this show too. I'm joined on every episode of this series by Phil Kay from Segmentify. Hi, Phil. Hello, Chloe. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm all right. I'm wondering why it is you wanted to include Murat from Segmentify in this series. Yeah, yeah. let me think. Um, maybe it's because he's my boss. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no choice really there, is yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, seriously, I, I, I mean, I've been in... I've been had the pleasure to have been in a couple of roles actually within the machine learning space uh, in e-commerce, and I just find it a extraordinary area. And when I learned about, well, first of all, I had the fortune of joining the team, um, but then secondly, started to deep dive on the platform and understand the phenomenal um, place, if you like, that that, that Segmentify has brought itself to within the market. I I just thought that you know we've got to. You know, explain what is going on here to um, to, to to brands, you know, and e-commerce managers. So uh, yeah, that's that's really why. Cool, and it is such an important part. So, listeners, you are going to find out about uh, why personalization is an essential part of your marketing strategy, the different ways it can work on your website, uh, what the key factors are you need to consider when you're choosing who to pick as your personalization provider. And we, we get into quite a lot of really clever strategic things that you should really be considering um, because because it's not just um, a simple thing. It's something you have to work out if you really want to get the best results. So you need to pick the right partner. And hopefully uh, this podcast will give you lots of lots of ways in which you can make sure you do just that. So, um, so Phil, should we, get, should we get Murat on? Sure, let's do it. It's time to welcome our guest. Morat Soisal is one of the founders of Segmentify. Segmentify is an e-commerce personalization platform that helps online retailers to optimize their customer lifetime value by enabling them to deliver a unique shopping experience for every visitor. Morat's got a PhD in electrical and electronics engineering, and he spent his career working on very complicated tech projects. That makes him exactly the sort of person you want behind an AI-driven website personalization system. Hello, Murat. Hello, boss. Hello, Chloe. Hello, Phil. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Not bad. Not bad. Excellent. Excellent. So, boss, I have to tell our listeners about the jaw-dropping moment I had in the boardroom within about two days of joining this amazing company. 
So <laughs> I was asking you about why we had won and continue to win all of the 75 plus AB split tests against our competitors in this space. And uh, you happen to mention that our machine learning algorithms refine themselves like 15,000 times a second, but now they're being improved, can you believe, to about 20,000 times a second. After I'd recovered from this revelation and could actually speak, I was like, what? I mean, this is unbelievable. So why don't you tell our listeners about how Segmentify managed to achieve this, um, perhaps a little backstory about how Segmentify came to be this kind of groundbreaking disruptor in, in e-commerce. This is how I convinced you to join us, actually. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I believe in the stories a lot. Uh, and I try to build up, I mean, basically being the founder of a startup, I, start up, I started my story uh, try to improve the story and it goes all back to my uh, academic days seven, six years before when we were actually heavily uh, doing research on identifying computer network security frauds uh, with help of own developed machine learning technologies algorithms uh, this might be irrelevant when we are talking about the e-commerce, how we will grow it now uh, during that podcast series. But actually, building something for computer security helped us a lot in Segmentify with those actually previously mentioned, a lot of ABs, uh, a lot of processing and generating more contributions, revenues to our customers. Uh, so I need to give a little bit of details comparison of the security instance and e-commerce. So in, in computer security frauds, you have very limited time to identify an incident. So when a package, messaging package, which this, this is a digital package actually, arrives to a computer host, you have maybe a couple of seconds, let's say at most a minute, to identify if this is a fraud activity, make a decision and try to take relevant actions to prevent it from happening. So the decision to uh, the time to make decision is quite limited there. This is one thing. And when we map this to the e-commerce world, when a visitor or a customer arrives to our website, our uh, merchant website, so actually we have a longer period that is five minutes for a session to aggregate the information. But if this is an existing customer, we already know a lot of things about this individual customer based on their past purchases or past browsing behavior. Or even, even if this is not an existing customer, but a, a second time, third time anonymous visitor, we still know a lot of things, what they are interested, how much money they are planning to invest in that product, where they are coming. So, uh, we have some time to get this data and aggregate it. The second important thing when you move from security domain to the e-commerce domain is the amount of the information you have. So in, in network incidents, you are looking at uh, network packages from an upper layer, which means you can only aggregate a couple of informations like how many amount of bytes transferred, which ports are used. So a little bit technical data, but very few data. But in the e-commerce world, 
I might know your size. I might know your home address. I might know the products you already bought, the size of the coach you are checking now. So if it is a three, three people coach or a two people coach or the bed you are looking for, if it is a king size bed or a small size bed, I'm looking uh, for, for a to- toddler pajamas for, for six months or, or 11 years. So actually the amount of the data that we can aggregate from e-commerce behavior is is even not comparable to the security side. So I developed algorithms to identify network security frauds in limited time with a limited data. We port and map those algorithms to the e-commerce world, which has longer decision times and more 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 data there. So uh, just we realize those algorithms are really working perfectly. That is amazing. So I suppose to sort of summarize this into an opening topic question, I hear the term customer lifetime value quite a lot. Actually, in previous roles, is a massive part of um, you know um, what I've been trying to do um, in uh, in understanding that in depth, particularly when it comes to real time personalization. So, why don't we sort of start off as how sort of explaining how real time personalization actually increases customer lifetime value? V- very important metric indeed, and. Unfortunately, sometimes it is one of the underestimated metrics that we are doing individually. We are more talking about the revenues, conversion rates, which are usually daily basic metrics we are checking as e-commerce managers, head of e-commerce, head of digitals. But the customer lifetime value is sometimes underestimated, but which is all and above of all these metrics. So I start with uh, Phil, uh, with this discussion from zero to one. So. Uh, the customer lifetime value might be zero. So it is not a customer, actually. So it's a visitor, which we couldn't convert. So initially, what we should do, we should get one from that zero. So first, we need to convert that customer. How personalization helps this conversion? Uh, E-commerce companies are launching a bunch of products. Let's say 1,000. Let's say 500. Sometimes it goes up to... 8 million in one of our customers. So which specific product that customer or visitor is interested? And what alternatives should I actually highlight to that visitor so I can keep them on my website, keep browsing rather than selling first, let them understand who am I, as the company, what I can extra provide to them. Uh, try to understand what they need. So this needs some time. So let them stay in my website. This is the first thing personalization does. So it increases the engagement with the current visitor or customer. On top, the more we understand about that customer, we can serve better, which means we can highlight much more relevant alternatives to them. So we can actually get a better engagement. This will help us going from zero to one. Okay, that is a one-time shopper, made a purchase or added something to basket. How I can increase the average order value? So this is going from one to let's say two, three, five. With that at least first initial purchase, how we can increase the amount of the revenue I generate from that individual customer. So now comes the personalization from cross-sell perspectives. So we need to make better cross-sell alternatives for that customer. So we need to bring what might be the cross-sell opportunities of the products he or she is looking for. 
highlight them to to to, to them actually highlight those products to them and let them buy these cross sell opportunities. So let's say we achieve this second step as well. So what might be the third step? So he or she was already on my website, bought multiple products. So I know some information about them, and I have other assets like other products. So now let's build up a lifetime relationship with this customer. Not only try to sell them more, try to understand more what they need and make them comfortable when they land to our webpage. Or even if they are not in our webpage, let them think about us. Okay, what might I need to buy from these guys? Why I need to visit them again? So that is increasing the actual relationship, level of relationship between us and the existing customers. So if you ask me, this is the real lifetime value. So how can personalization help merchants on this specific end? I know them. I know my products as the merchant. So let's call them back with the relevant products. If I have some new arrivals, let them know because they might be interested. But I have 200 new arrivals this week. So which product should I highlight to Phil? Which product should I highlight to Chloe? And which product should I highlight to that customer ID XYZ. So that decision should be coming from the personalization. Or if I know Phil was on my website, checked a very nice shoe, which is size nine, but when he was in my website, it was out of stock. So I, when it is in stock again, I need to ping Phil and call him back to my website. Hey Phil, come on back. The product you checked is in stock again. Why don't you have a look on this? So this is a, a really, really personalized level of communication definitely will increase the customer lifetime value. Yeah. And interestingly, you are mentioning about, you know, if I'm size nine, I'm going to go on a website. And we were just talking about this the other day. And, you know, you were showing me how our platform can actually make sure that if that product was out of stock in that size that I wanted, but in that split second, I've come away from that product and the recommendations have reloaded knowing within that very, very short amount of time that actually there are other size nine products that are like the one I've looked that are actually in stock. Our platform can actually do that, can't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So with Segmentify, what we are focusing on is to provide the highest level of personalization because what we realized, Phil, after operating in, in, let's say, four different continents, working with 200 plus customers, uh, most of the major merchants uh, are already doing some kind of personalization activities. So they already started it. So personalization is a hot topic for the last three or four years. And especially in 2020, all the research shows that personalization is one of the either first or second top priority uh, items that e-commerce companies want to invest in. All right, this is good. But uh, the level of personalization is important there. So it is not just doing related products recommendations, which Amazon taught us, and even the the, the built-in functionalities of e-commerce platforms are providing such widgets. So if you bring that overall personalization concept to a very specific small example, then actually you lose the money on the table. You lose the opportunity. You lose the, 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 the opportunity to build up a better relationship with your customers. So personalization means to know your customers and match best assets you have to those each individual at the right time, at the right channel. 
Now, Murat, there's a couple of things you've mentioned that I want to kind of dive a bit more deeply into because you've you've told us some really amazing things thus far, and I want to make sure the audience fully grasps them. And one of those was when when Phil asked you about the customer lifetime value and how you go about doing that, the first thing you started off with was the unknown visitor to the website and how great personalization software can help convert someone who you would have thought you know nothing about, but actually the algorithm has learned a lot about and has learned a lot about what they should be putting in front of that person, even though they're there for the first time. And I think that to me is is something that a lot of retailers focus on personalization software and what it can do for people they already know stuff about. But actually there's a lot it can do for people who are visiting your website pretty much for the first time, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, that ratio depends based uh, based on the vertical, the history of the e-commerce company. But my estimation is 50% of the current visitors should be uh, the first-time visitors, which means they generally don't get registered to our website before they buy anything, which means literally we, know, we don't know anything about them in our famous CRM, which is the kind of not, I don't want to say this, in a high voice, let's say, but it's kind of an old school relationship building. Well, yeah, we we think we we we. I certainly haven't been in this this industry for fifteen years. I still think what I know about the customer is in the CRM. It's in the order file. It's in the maybe maybe I've got my head as far as what they've clicked on in an email. But actually, there's a huge world of data on the, on the website about you know from the moment they arrive, and that's what personalization software enables us to capitalize upon, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, for the Anonymous visitors, it is more crucial. You don't know anything about them. So any data they provide to you, any single click, in real time, you need to process that data and act accordingly. So if I picked one size or if I lent to one web page of yours and check one product, I say a lot actually about you. I am looking for a dress. I want to pay 50 pounds. It should be in this color. And I am interested in this brand actually. So if you can, this is just caused by one click of the visitor. If you can get this data, process it in real time, and just change the rest of your page based on this information, this is actual real, real-time personalized content to those visitors. And what we believe in, if you, if you can do it properly, that will generate revenue at the end of the day. I love the fact you mentioned real time a couple of times there because that was the other big thing I think I'm taking from from the you know the interview thus far is that the speed at which the algorithm works is crucial you know we 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 hear a lot over the last couple of years about the speed of website loading times to stop the customer from going away and we hear a lot about how fast your checkout has to be to let people go through which I guess directly relates to what you were talking about about the importance of fraud algorithms running really fast because one, the merchant wants to know whether it's fraud or not, but also the customer wants to know or doesn't want to get held up in the checkout because they're likely to stop. But it's I think another thing which people don't consider is how fast their personalization software is working because it's not enough for someone to come to the visit and get an experience and then the personalization to update overnight. And the next time they come back to the website, get a different experience. I think what you've made really clear today is, is the importance of that algorithm updating thousands, tens of thousands of times a second so that if someone arrives on your site, immediately clicks on sale, it's going to show them discounted product, not the most expensive lines you've got going. Um, is that something which you see making a real difference for customers, that speed of personalization? 
Uh, that is the number one thing that makes segment for successful today. So that is a very competitive market. And our main power is that to be able to process 20,000 data points in a second, define our algorithms and make that personalization. How this helps? Yeah, as I said, I mean, I have some data for that existing customer. I know Murat. I know his size. I know his, his brand selections. I know his uh, estimated budget for each individual category I am actually selling as a merchant. Murat arrives again, but now he lends to some human fashion part of my web page where he never visited before. So if you process that data in a daily, in, in at half an hour, in, a, in an hour, it is not enough now because Murat is now here in my web page and is visiting a category page, women fashion retailer, or let's say he's looking for some appliances. We never had him in our web page in that category, so our knowledge is quite limited. So if you want to wait some time to process that data, you will lose him. And that is mainly driven by the social media today. Uh, we are all prone to scrolling down immediately into Instagram and Twitter and seeing a lot of things in a couple of seconds and skipping to the next one. So in the e-commerce world, if you cannot grasp that information immediately and act accordingly, you will lose that visitor or customer. There's obviously, you know, different ways in which this speed becomes important. And there's, there's different ways in which personalization can be done on a website and different things it can integrate with. What, in, in your experience, are some of those key types of personalization that it's important to have on a website in order to, to get the results? A bunch of. It is, it is quite different. Not actually. But what I like on this, since we are a personalization solution, it, your personalization strategies should be personalized based on your marketing strategies. So if that e-commerce company has an idea to improve their conversion rate, they, they need different personalization algorithms in different parts of the web page. If they want to increase their new acquisitions of customers, they need to have different algorithms. So uh, actually, it is not easy to say Yes, there is one fits all out of the box set. So you just turn the key and get as much as possible from the personalization solution. That is why the e-commerce company should be ready to start personalization. They need to invest their time to tell what they need, to tell what they want to do. So tools like us should be offering the best possible solution among all the solutions they had. At least for us, yes, we have multiple. For example, for now, segment five, we have 25 different algorithms. 25 different algorithms, all running incredibly fast to deliver different results for people. Wow. I, I like I like what you're saying there is that, that it's not a case of plug and play. We're not just chucking this in and then forgetting about it. We've got to treat it like we would treat any other marketing strategy, any other customer lifetime value improvement strategy, which is we're going to go, right, what's the key lever we need to pull at the moment? Is it AOV? Is it uh, conversion rate? Is it something else, you know, the checkout? What, which bit is it we're trying to pull that lever on? And for which customer segment are we trying to do it? And then we can deploy the right algorithm in the right place to make that happen. Is that... Am I, am I re rephrasing you well there, Murat? More or less, more or less. 
uh, one one addition to this actually. So uh, not rephrasing the rephrase, but uh, so we start from uh, uh, not a cold start. So we have some best practices from the domain since we are working in multiple multiple countries. We provide at initial offerings and start from a point. On top of this point, we will start discussions with the e-commerce company about their marketing plans and their targets, quarterly ones, six-month ones, or yearly ones, based on, yes, AOV, then conversions. But at least from the starting point, yes, sure, we, we, we provide some best practices to them initially. Oh, cool. So we can kind of plug and play the best practices. And then as those start kicking in and we start to identify areas we want to push it further, then we can deploy more and more and more solutions. Very well said. That is why you are sitting there doing the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. It's great that we've got a managed service team to actually help with that. I think it's it's worth mentioning that one of the things that we can do is we've got a dedicated team to actually help with that optimization process so that it takes the weight off the e-commerce um, manager or director or their team. Um, I just thought I'd, I'd mention that in, in addition to what you've been talking about, but I'll let you carry on, Chloe. <laughs> We're saying that it's there's the plug and play best practice piece to get you started. Then as you start having those challenges, what you want is you want someone on your side who fully understands the software, who can help you work out the right strategy to take it forward. And, and that's what you guys have got to segmentify. But there's there's one part of the personalization piece that we have completely not mentioned yet. And that, because we've been talking about what happens on the actual website. And of course, there's huge power with integrating personalization softwares with your marketing activity to actually bring people back to the website. So do you find these days, Murat, that your you, your team are spending a lot of time working on off-site personalization as well as the on-site? Sure, sure, Chloe. Yeah. So it's uh, it, it is a never-ending story. So when we started, the main thing was the algorithms, and we started to use the on-site widgets as a channel to do the personalization. The more we worked with the e-commerce companies, we realized we need to provide that intelligence to any possible channel our customers, e-commerce companies, are using to communicate with their own customers, their merch, uh, their uh, visitors or, or customers. So, which I mean, now we are doing the, the personalization even on the, on the site again with the search bar. So uh, starting as a new channel from our perspective, yes, we know what Chloe needs. Even if she writes a, a, a black shirt to the search bar, Chloe Murat film should see different set of products because A, they are all different. B, sizes, prices, brand selections. So at the end of the day, we will show the black shirts, yes, but they will be different for each individual visitor and customer. What we saw, this completely changed the uh, text matching search algorithms into a personalized version, and it simply increases the revenue generated by search. Answering your question on top, on-site marketing, yes, but our visitors are not visiting our web page continuously. So we should make off-site personalized marketing with emails, which has been heavily used by all e-commerce companies. But let's add that personalization bit on top of email communications. Push notifications, which I uh, actually am proud to say <laughs> when I came to UK to, to start our expansion two years before, 
when I have, uh, when I was talking about push notifications, there were very little applications in the domain among e-commerce companies here in the UK and Ireland. But now, two years later, with our customers, and also, I think we can be proud of this and bringing that concept to the e-commerce domain here in the UK, more and more merchants started to use that channel, which is crucial because e-commerce managers know email marketing very well. And it is a very basic maths problem. You can send emails only to your customers, which allow you to make communications. So when I say customers, it is maybe the 10% of all visitors. And when I say allowed customers, it is the 5% of all actually uh, visitors. So what happens that remaining 90% non-customer visitors, you do not do any communication with them out of your site. So push notifications allow us another channel to get permission from our visitors and communicate with them exactly the same in the emails. Bulk emails, bulk push notifications. Triggered personalized emails, triggered personalized push notifications. So you can actually double the revenue you are generating from email with push notifications. This is another channel. Even one step further, going from the digital world to the offline world, what we are adapting now, if you are a retailer with online and offline presences, so to adapt the real omni-channel, not just click and collect, you can use the knowledge you gathered about your customers in their offline behavior to the online world. So use their purchases in the offline and make some personalization in the online and do it vice versa as well. If you already gathered some information about them in the online, use that data in the offline world when they are in your uh, shops, in their stores, use that data as well. So we are continuously building up new channels to be personalized because it should be a, a complete strategic lawyer. It is not enough to do widget recommendations on the web pages anymore. Yeah, it has to be that complete strategy, doesn't it? We're, we're of a mind there, Murat. But what um, I think we, we've gone into a lot of depth there on on how people need, who those who are running e-commerce businesses need to have great personalization software in place. And I hope, I suspect we've converted quite a few of the listeners to going, oh, right, I need to put this higher up my to-do list. I need to get on with it. So for those who um, who have done that and those of you out who've done that, yes, this should really be on your to-do list this year. Very high up it too. Um, could you, could you, Murat, please tell us a little bit more about Segmentify and how the listeners can get in touch with you if they'd like to get a bit, bit of help on that journey? Yeah, sure. I mean, how our journey starts with our partners, customers, uh, is always with, with an introduction call, which we call the famous demo call where we deep dive onto their web page, try to understand their ongoing personalization activities. Uh, kudos to the best level of ones. And we highlight the missing ones. And we know, our experts know, what we are doing best. And we try to match what is those available to any five different algorithms, how many of them, and how many of the channels we have can contribute to that existing customer uh, so we try to identify the gap first, and then we map that gap with our already ongoing solutions. Somehow, two things, I think, make difference uh, from our perspective. A, uh, I really believe in, in, in the technology we have. Uh, our main thing is the quality of the machine learning. 
that quality of the machine learning is kind of yes, good to talk about. But for e-commerce managers, it directly means the amount of the revenue you generate from your personalization activities. So I provide a personalized communication to a visitor with push notification, send them a product, come and buy this. If they come and buy that product, the revenue coming only from that product A should be the revenue from personalization. If you do it on site, same. If you do it in email, same. So if you sum up those revenue you generate from the personalized communications, you should be not maybe day-to-day, but weekly basis, checking, tracking that revenue. In our analysis, we hit an average rate of 20% revenue coming from personalization in our 200 plus customers. That is the one thing that we are chasing. So if we talk to a customer, who is already doing personalization heavily, let's say, which we meet nowadays more and more, we just start from that point. Yes, let's talk about individual actually uh, flows with the gaps you have in the web page or the other communications. But in the bottom line, personalization should mean revenue uplift. So how much revenue you are generating from your current tool, taking into consideration of that uh, calculation mechanism. So if it doesn't hit 20%, Let's see how we can improve that because our image is, is hitting that 20%. Nice. And if someone um, someone wants to grab on those demo calls, who wants to have a chat with your with your expert team about exactly how they can go about improving things, how do they? what's the best way for them to get in contact with Segmentify? Simply please visit segmentify.com and you will see, uh, talk to an expert uh, or, or uh, book a demo uh, call to actions on the web page. Immediately after that, we will be touching you, checking, doing a health check of the website and actually providing that gap analysis, what we might actually be fitting in that gap. Brilliant. Thanks, Maura. That was uh, really, really interesting. I learned, I learned even more during that uh, session with yourself. Um, just to finish off, quick question. I know I touched on it earlier um, regarding the managed services team. Um, just very briefly, let the guys know, how does that kind of work in terms of any costs involved? Um, how does it work in terms of um, you know, driving that, uh, that, that sort of contribution revenue increase that we're doing? And maybe very quickly, sort of a, a, a standout story that those guys have managed to achieve for a brand that um, have come on board with us. Sure, sure. Uh, and very important point indeed. Uh, it is the part of the personalization strategy, uh, I strongly believe. And this is not something we uh, invented by ourselves. After visiting that many customers and talking to them, asking them how much you are, revenue you are doing with your uh, current solution, uh, what are the features there? What I realized, uh, e-commerce managers are quite busy. Uh, they need to handle a lot of things at a time. Acquisition, running the platform, uh, PPCs, working with the agencies. So even if they sign to a personalization solution, they have their concentration couple of months initially. They have a setup, but after two, three months, they need to switch back to a, a something more important. So the priority of personalization tool solution activities from their perspective uh, goes uh, below the acceptable level, which means they started to lose opportunities. When I saw that gap, uh, we decided to build up a, a dedicated team who will be advocates of our customers in our team in a daily basis. They are checking the revenue we generate for our customers. 
And if it is below the thresholds we set, they will be in charge of actually going to the data, finding out why this is happening, and they need to they are in charge of fixing this. Uh, to make this happen and to make this work, this is a good value proposition, but uh, we have a lot of dream, right, in life. So you can, <laughs> you can find out some opportunities, but to make it happen is not easy. So uh, we, we try to make it realistic. That is why that dedicated team has their bonus scheme on top of the revenue we generated to our customers. So if they uh, defend the customers properly, hit the thresholds, that will definitely affecting their bonuses, which is a pretty clear and realistic actually uh, application as far as we see now. And segmentify success team, we call them, is, is one of the parts I'm proud of that we did up to now perfectly. And if our listeners go back to our webpage and check a couple of customer success stories, yes, numbers are good. Uh, we hit our ratios, but mainly what I hear from our customers is the, the mm, service they get from the customers, and which is only still included in the package. So, Phil, as you said, it's 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 not charged. It's not an extra cost, actually. This is the part of the service. I believe this is the part of the personalization. Sure. Fantastic. Thanks, Maura. Um, I would say one of the things I like about that is, and from everything you said today, really, Murat, is how everything at Segmentify is aligned behind success for the customer. So you earn when it's successful for the customer, the business earns when it's successful for the customer, and the success team earn when it's successful for the customer. And everyone's aiming for that one goal, which I think is is how how things should work for anyone supplying services to an e-commerce business because at the end of the day it's it's what we're all here for is to keep those keep those digits going up um so Murat thank you so much for taking us through it in 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 brilliant detail today um I know I've learned a lot and I love the fact that Phil's learned stuff even though he works at Segmentify (laughs) (laughs) always learning always learning (laughs) so um Murat thank you so much for being part of the show we really do appreciate it Thank, thank you very much for having me in uh, and all the best for you guys. So, Phil, um, I know we've both learned a lot from there with Murat. So um, what were your key takeaways? I think if I was just to bolt it down to one thing, it was kind of how we started this, this, um, this chat. Um, it, it is very much speed is the key here in all the technologies that Segmentify is providing, the ability to utilize that speed to maximize the customer lifetime value in all the sort of different channels and, and, and ways that are relevant for the customer and the brand um, is just massively important. And I think why I now realize, having been in the company for a few months, as to why um, the, the brands are engaging with us even though they already have a solution, actually, and have invested actually in some cases quite a lot, they're talking to us and we are basically smashing it up to a new level. And that's what the jaw-dropping moment was in the boardroom. I just couldn't believe why. I just kept asking Maura, you know, what, what, how are we doing this? And so obviously when we found out, we talked all about it. Um, it was just, yeah, I think that was the key, key thing as to why it's such an exciting time to be working at Segmentify. Um, it's a real blessing i must admit yeah i think i think for me the two things was that 
that speed element. And I think I get the feeling that's something which we're going to hear a lot more in the personalization space over the next couple of a couple of years, if not later this year, because I think it's going to become a key battleground's not quite the right word, but a key point of difference between between suppliers. And then the other thing was was that thing which I think a lot of a lot of retailers forget, which is that that good quality personalization algorithms, they're learning in a way that enables them to help you convert first time visitors as well as repeat visitors. And I think that's that's a really important part too. Absolutely. And I mean, I suppose I would just say that, you know, this whole element around the managed services team optimizing that as part of the service that we provide on an ongoing basis is kind of the other backbone, I suppose, if you like, you know, you've got the speed of the learning with the optimization through a third party team, you know, obviously our team on behalf of the, uh, of the e-commerce retailer, obviously the combination of that is, is providing massive results for brands. Now, personally, unless you've got only one SKU, I don't know why you wouldn't have personalization on your website and be eager to get the best personalization option for your business too. So much potential there to grow sales. Now, we covered a lot of big information in this interview, so you'll be pleased to know that you can get the full transcript of this episode. That means everything that we've said at segmentify.com forward slash podcast. There you'll find details of the rest of the series, as well as links to get a free demo of Segmentify. So what's coming up next, I hear you cry? Well, in our next episode, Phil and I will be joined by Gavin Lugini from Dot Digital. Gavin always brings great ideas to the table, and we'll be shifting from pure tech stack strategy to customer communication strategy. A change of focus, but with just as many growth ideas, I promise. Don't miss it. Put us to the test and let us prove we can drive more revenue for you. Sign up for a completely free proof of concept or split test against your current provider. Set up and optimized by our team within a few days at segmentify.com slash demo.